0: Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies, Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. There we go.
1: Man, man, man. I tell you, man, when you think you got a good setup, and ready to go, and then you get some technical difficulties, and But as all like always, we work through them. I just don't understand. And you know what, man? When we started this podcast and journey some years back, first of all, welcome to the sideline junkies. That's first thing. Welcome to the sideline junkies. Another Redskins perspective with myself, BJ, and KG. Yo yo. And and, you know, before I start, you know, rambling and ranting, um, I just wanted to. you know, let you know what you was listening to in case you hit the play button by accident. So but um I when we started this podcast journey almost two years ago, you know, we were trying to be mobile. We was trying to be have it so that, you know, you could be at your house, I could be at mine, and it has its advantages, but we are learning as we get further into the game about its disadvantages. And and why being side by side, face to face with mics in front of your recorders is a whole lot better than having to rely on the internet and having to rely on if you can connect or not. Because for whatever reason, I cannot connect with my mighty iPad. I just I got the notification and it just sat there and just like uh, ah, no, nah, I, I don't feel like it.
0: Maybe, just maybe, if you had a Android tablet, you probably could.
1: Let me tell you what I could do if I had an Android tablet. As soon as I hit the button, as soon as I hit the notification, the whole tablet would have caught fire.
0: Because <laughs> it's moving that fast. Yeah, I,
1: I, yeah, it's speed of light, and, and it, it <laughs> evaporated in my hands. Yeah. So... But, like I said, welcome to Redskins Perspective. We got a couple of topics tonight. It's, you know, not too much going on in the land of the NFL, the Redskins front. You know, um, everybody's waiting for mini camp to start. And training camp. Training camp, I'm sorry. Training camp. See, that's how, you know, that's where, where we are right now. Everybody's waiting for training camp sitting around so you can, can, can kind of start seeing, you know, the battles take place, you know, who's what and what to expect and that, that name that's going to pop out that nobody's talking about. It happens every year. So, you know, that's what we're waiting on. So, KG, start us off. What we uh, What's our first topic today, tonight?
0: Well, uh, you threw out a couple topics and I mean, we can go through all of them. But uh, we got the supplemental draft tomorrow. Okay, so real quick, the Redskins are looking at Marcus Sims out of West Virginia. 5'11", uh, 188. Uh, not a real speedster. He had forty six catches for six ninety nine. Now, the the thing about Marcus Sims, if they pick Marcus Sims, they're gonna have to give up a sixth or seventh round pick next year to, you know, accommodate the the supplemental draft. But with the group of talent that you have and these guys are talented, no matter how you slice it. Uh where does he fit in?
1: Uh, that that's I, you know what what you were you were talking just now, I was kind of thinking the same thing. It's just like um, you know, where does this guy fit in? Um I don't know, brother. I mean because with 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 the Redskins have now, uh, at receiver you, it's still an unknown because you still haven't seen McLaurin play NFL ball. Mm-hmm. You don't know if Paul Richardson, um, you know, one you don't know how he's gonna perform after the injury, or if you know he's gonna come back the same. You don't know what that's gonna. You don't know if Jordan Reed's coming back a hundred. It's so many ifs. Mm-hmm. So so I can understand, you know, somebody that, you know, has been solid in college, you know, no injuries, you know, at at this point, you know, you you, kind of look at the tape and, you know, see what he can do, see what his strengths are and see, I mean, you know, giving up a six or seven pick next year. I mean, we all, we always talk about on this show, if you, if you got the right scouting, you got the right GM, those six or seven picks mean something. So, it's just, I don't know, because we talked on the last show about the depth chart and how many receivers they had, and they have a couple of, you know, gems that could be, you know, could be very productive. So, I don't know. I'm torn on this one.
0: Now, if you were to sign Marcus Sims, you would possibly have to let go uh, Paul Richardson, Cam Sims, or Josh Dotson for a guy that's potential base. Now, I'm getting, this is the information I'm getting from uh, Riggles Rag, presented by Fansided, uh, Jacob, Jacob Kamenicker? I hope, Kamenicker? I hope I'm pronouncing that right.
1: Kamenicker. Cam Nigger sounds better.
0: Okay, Cam Nigger. <laughs> Sorry, Jacob. Uh, but he, he was saying uh, they might have to part ways with a guy like Cam Sims, Josh Dyson, or Paul Richardson. And that may be too much to sacrifice for a potential base player. I agree wholeheartedly.
1: I do, too. I do, too. I, because we were just talking about Cam Sims last Last show mm-hmm. and what his potential ceiling could be. Like I just said, you don't know what Paul Richardson you getting back. You know he uh, injuries and him. You know it just is what it is. Um, <laughs> and it, 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 let's say even if they wanted to let Paul Richardson go, what's the? key?
0: Oh, Hold on, let me let, let me let me pull that up. You go ahead. Okay, because you know it's.
1: There's just so many things that, um, you know, goes along with, with just releasing somebody. Now, you know, if if you feel like, you know, you're not getting the Paul Richardson back that, you know, you signed to that contract, then i have release of I'm not for, you know, just holding play. It, I always say, whether we're talking NFL or NBA, if you got the right cap person, you can make it work. True
0: sure, indeed. Now, Paul Richardson cap hit. Will be $7 million. $7,218,750. So
1: that's too much for the Redskins to absorb. Absorb. It, it,
0: it, it is. It's... Mm. And he got opt out at the end of this season.
1: I'd rather. You know what, man? I, I'd rather. Ah, it's, you know what? It's it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because this, this kid could come in and be a lightning bolt. He could be the the energy you need on offense, you know, because just because he's in a supplemental draft doesn't mean you know, like I said, everybody's looking for that right opportunity. So he had a forty yard dash time at four four, which is mm-hmm. decent for you know a receiver. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm stuck, KG. I, I'm. It's just my thing is who you're going to get rid of or are you going to cut somewhere else and keep everybody? Like, but we talked about cutting elsewhere and beefing up the, the depth on the offensive right. line. You know, and, but you figure knock on wood, you figure that you won't go through another injury spell like you did last year. You figure that the Hall of Famer at left tackle be the, the soon to be Hall of Famer at left tackle be ready to go can play all season. Morgan Moses, Sharif, all those guys will be ready to go and can play a whole season. So you you know you bank uh-huh. on that, but at the same time, you know I would I would I would be cautious and, and maybe. Chunk up there, just a little
0: bit. Now these are the receivers that's in camp. We talked about them last week: Chesson, Davis, Dotson, rookies Harmon and McLaurin, uh, Kidsey, Quick, Trey Quinn, Paul Richardson, T.J. Roming, Steven Sims, and Cam Sims. And they talking about bringing on another receiver. Well, and but in my well, opinion, you got. You got your slot receiver of the future in Trey Quinn, Missy Relevant 2018 draft. And,
1: I'm, and we believe so. We yeah, believe
0: so. Right, because if he wasn't a slot receiver of the future, uh, Jamison Crowder would have never got, you know, uh, let go into free agency. Uh, now you got to figure out who's going to be your X and your Y. And in my opinion, I don't think they got Paul Richardson slated to be the number one. I don't think he is. From what I've seen, I didn't really see much when he played last year. So, but maybe it was just an adjustment to the system. I can believe that. So, and then you also got Cam Sims, Terry McLaurin, Kelvin Harmon. That's one, two, three, four. And Josh Dotson makes five. And and I think they're going to keep six receivers. So, it's really only one space that you might have open. Yeah. And once you get to six, uh, you know, you just pretty much special teams and package.
1: You know what, man? I I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Richardson is going to be the odd man because he hasn't had you know a, a full season of play. Like you know, his highest year, like I, I didn't understand the, the Redskins and the contract to get him. The, the, his most productive year was 2017 where he had 44 receptions for 703 and six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think that warranted the contract they threw at him to get him here, and and with the injury
0: problems. Uh, I say the same thing. What he he had an ACL. He had a bad ACL. Then he came here and hurt his shoulder. I said the same thing when they signed him. I said, "What's the point? Uh, he's only started 23 games out of a possible 54." And
1: hey, man. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what? But maybe somebody is, you know, seeing seeing a light at, at Redskins Park, and, and maybe that's going to be the move to to let Paul Richardson go. Possibly, you know, it it, it could be. I mean, because you you got to McLaurin's not going nowhere. No, Trey Trey Quinn isn't going nowhere. This is Josh Dachson's make or break year, and I think it's going to be a break year. A break a break year for him. He's he's I'm just going off of what he's shown. And what he's shown is that he's inconsistent. He has he has he has the talent. He's just inconsistent at what he does and that's making plays. Mm-hmm. So I think this is gonna be a break year. So I think you're gonna you know, maybe they're you know, like I say it it could be that. Um what could be Paul Richardson out the door like i said i don't I would love to know who made that
0: decision. I would love to too, but only time will tell
1: yeah we'll we'll see like I said, you know around the corner baby is' coming you're gonna get to see these battles in camp, and you know I don't know who who's who's gonna be. I don't know. We, we're, 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 we'll we move on Because it, it's a lot to talk about Like I said we're only in July It's a lot to talk about And you know my brain is about to smoke Thinking about oh what if this person's here There it, it, we're too early in that So next up
0: Alright next up With uh, The season looming Darius Geis And Adrian Peterson Are going to be your one two power punch What do you think that uh, their totals would be this upcoming season? (coughs) I'm
1: sorry. Um, This is assuming that they played a whole season. Assuming they
0: played a whole season.
1: And I think we, we touched on this before one of the other episodes, but we can never talk about it enough. So here's the thing. I think if... It, it depends on who starts. I think if Case Keenum starts, you're gonna see a more um focus on the running game. Where I think, you know, they gotta ease Geisson because he just came off of the injury. So we know AP is ready to go. So I think eventually if they if they get Geiss out there and he's healthy. He goes to the preseason healthy. I think you're going to see probably like a 60-40 carry split between him and Adrian Peterson. Agree. So, and then you still got to you got you still got to factor in Chris Thompson. What else? and what he does third. on third yeah. down. Yeah. But I'm saying that's still, you know, we're not talking about these guys getting a full set of downs. You know, it, and it just depends on the situation. Also because if, if it's third and one, you see Adrian Peterson in the backfield, or like we talked about, you put Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson in the backfield, so now you don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. You know? So it, it's a different possibility. But back to the question at hand. If Case Keenum starts, I think realistic numbers for Adrian Peterson is 1,000 yards. Somewhere like a 1, 1,100 yards. Probably five or six touchdowns. If, you know, and and to Darius Geis, I think first year, I think that he's more can can kind of do it both catch out the backfield. So I'm, I'm gonna say for Geis, I'm gonna say 650 rushing, four rushing touchdowns, and I'm gonna say 300 yards receiving, 30 catches out the backfield, a touchdown or two there. Now, if Dwayne Haskins start, that's a whole different dynamic. Mm -hmm. Because now you're going to be focused more on the passing game. So I think those numbers, it it, it could come down because you could go the traditional route where you're going to hide him behind a running game and and do it like that. But we know this kid is talented. He has a talented arm. He's a playmaker. So – it could go that way and or it could go the other way where you let him make plays and now everybody's so focused on that, it opens up the lane for Geist and Peterson. So I say if 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 Haskins start, I don't think either back gets 1,000 yards. I think they'd be close to it, but I think it's going to be a more passing-oriented offense if Haskins is. Especially if him and McLaurin get that chemistry going like they already have, and if Jordan Reed comes back healthy, if Trey Quinn is what he is, if Cam Sims come out there lighting it up. I mean,
0: it's it's just so many scenarios. What you think, KG? Well, if both are healthy, both start, I think you're going to have a, a thunder and thunder combo. Forget lightning because both of them are pretty fast, but thunder and thunder because both of them are powerful. AP said he wants to rush for over 2,000 again this year if he's given that opportunity he can do it at 34 years old so in my mind nope. let me rephrase that in my heart I see AP going for 2067 and guys still rocking in with 1090 because run oriented you got two horses in the back load the wagons and let's go but in my mind, knowing the type of coach Jay Gruden is, I, I think you'll get no matter who starts the quarterback. Uh, I think both can will give you a thousand yards on the ground, and maybe just a little over a thousand. But it'll be a thousand yards. They both can stay healthy, and then you know, not to mention whatever Chris Thompson gives you, because you know he can break a big one at any time.
1: Indeed, sure, indeed.
0: So, but I would love it's to a see a lot of fact. You know. AP get 2107. It'll break Eric Dickerson's record.
1: Now, would you take 2107 and 5-11? And or would you take both backs being equal under a thousand yards and a wild card?
0: Uh, I'm going to take the playoff here. I, I, I'll sacrifice. I mean, I'm, I mean I'm, I'm not jumping on you with this. So, don't take this the wrong way. I'm I'm not the 73 Buffalo Bills and I know we got a chance to win a game and we just not passing the ball, we just giving the ball to OJ so he can rush two thousand yards. Not gonna do that. But <laughs> if it if it comes down to it and but if that run game and we've seen this is the city, this we play in a division for Smash Mouth football. If it comes down to it and the run game is carrying us to wins, load the wagons it shouldn't be a question once you find out you dominating them up front forget passing keep going hey handoff and you you're gonna have three to four running backs you can give the ball to but ap should be touching the ball 20 to 24 times guys got to touch the ball at least 15. And that's
1: just the start I'm it glad up. you. I'm glad you, you you brought up what you brought up because I am thinking back to last year when, you know, Alex Smith was down and that offense couldn't move anything. And you know, that that type of thing also makes a difference in you know um you know the Russian because if you're down, what's the first thing everybody do? They're going to pass uh-huh. the ball so, like i said man it's it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see this develop that you know very interesting to see what develops who's where and how they're going to be utilized
0: agree what's next up uh you had some news about Jay Gruden what you got going on with jay Gruden
1: now i I just want to. I wanted to talk a minute, and I want to, to kind of just talk about to get this team out the gate fast. They got they got Philadelphia Week One. You know, you got you got a lot of you know uncertainties on the team now. And you got now you get, you get you're starting to get a lot of pressure to start Dwayne Haskins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Thinking right now, it's probably sixty five forty to, in favor to start Haskins.
0: Mm.
1: So I just want to know if Jay Gruden can make the, can
0: mesh this together, make it. It all starts in camp. That's where it has to start at. Those 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 practice habits. As I was saying, those practice <laughs> habits that were lacking last year from uh you know from uh my man DJ Sweringer. Shout out to Jungle Boy Swag. Uh, that 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 intensity has to come. And if you feel that you don't want to practice, you know, you only get a certain amount of practices to actually practice in pads. And, I, I mean, I understand it's for player safety, but, you know, first day of practice you might head had on pads and was doing three a days. You can't do it anymore. But it all starts. As soon as training camp opens, look, this is the practice schedule. You haven't earned a day off. Now, guys like Adrian Peterson. Uh, Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Darius has got to practice on the side field, you know, to work his way back. Brandon Sheriff, uh, Morgan Moses, Morgan Moses, most definitely, y- yes, yes. I need Morgan Moses wrapped in bubble wrap during the week.
1: Ryan Kerrigan,
0: Kerrigan, all your big name players. Uh, uh, uh even though I need Josh Norman, DRC, and uh, Landon Collins to practice because I need Landon Collins to getting to the flow with this defense. I need him to get as much practice time as possible. But you put the practice schedule up and say, hey, bang, 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 this is what needs to be done. We're going to two-a-days, and we're going, you know, all night if we have to. But we're going because if you haven't won anything, if you want to win, you got to put the practice time in now. That's that's, that's the attitude he has to take. That should be his first message as soon as training camp opens.
1: Yeah, and we we've talked about you know just feeling like the intensity level. You know, we talked about that beforehand last season because mm-hmm. you know this is a Jake Gruden staple. They come out stumbling and and bumbling and trying to get there. You know, like they like they're just not ready to go. So we've we've talked about this. We talked about this in the beginning of last season, and DJ Swanger just you know. Kind of confirmed, you know what we were talking about. So you have and and this is kind of what when it's beneficial to go look at go go practice with Pittsburgh to right. go practice with New England to go practice with you know the uh, upper echelon team to help get the intensity up to get the 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 competition level up because none of us are perfect mm-hmm. and, and, and you know you you're coaching you're doing the best you can. You, you it, it just might not be your cup of tea, and maybe you have to you know go somewhere figure out I right, this is how it's supposed to be done. Oh okay okay do okay okay because it's you know it's certain teams we already know New England's gonna come out shooting mm-hmm. even with Rob Bronkowski gone. You know this New Orleans come out shooting and and, and it sometimes. It's even not about intensity as as much it is it's about perfection. I need this ran the way I need it ran, and we're not leaving the field until I get ten or fifteen of these plays ran without the ball hitting the ground. Agreed. That's how you end practice. I need to run the and and, and that's how you that's how you mold people. Mm-hmm. This is you. This is the play we're going to run. We tell the defense this is the play we're going to run. Y'all stop it. Then you just look at the offense. The ball hit the ground. Y'all staying out here. But you can't do that nowadays with the type of players that's in the league now.
0: Yeah, they multi-million dollar babies. Some of them. Yeah, some of them. There's no more, as Doc Walker calls them, cavemen. You know, and, and we we talk a lot about Doc on this show, B Mitch, everybody at the team 980. But Doc says something that I've always agreed with. He said, when I'm looking at a player, when I'm recruiting a player, I don't want the guy that lives in the suburbs that had three, four bathrooms and 16 rooms and he had a car in high school. He said, I don't want them. He said, I want the guy that was raised with 15 other people in a two bedroom apartment and only had one bathroom because he knows how to work hard. He don't want to go back to that. Yeah. And everybody think it's a color thing. It's not about color. Because it don't matter if you black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it it we all have hard times. And those guys that have hard times, you put a bunch of those guys together to go fight. Nobody's above the other one, nobody's below the other one. And y'all just go out and fight. You better be scared. Because them dudes gonna show up and they're ready for a daggone fight. And they ready to get it in. So. That that's I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And then, you know something else I do? Since you, since you got the Eagles for get, uh, game one, right? Mm-hmm. You don't uh do they? I think that, don't they have a bubble down Richmond? They got a bubble in Richmond too, don't they? Yeah. Uh, don't ask me. I don't. Know. Either way, I'm piping in crowd noise, and I want you to run a two minute drill. Piping in crowd Quit. noise, and I want you to be able to be able to mimic Lincoln Financial Field to be ready for it.
1: But, but see here's my problem and and we're assuming that they don't do this. I hope they're already doing stuff like this. I hope so too. Because that that what you're talking about is basic. Yes. That that is that is just so it's basic 101 getting the team ready for the 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 uh uh, visit, uh away game. You you should it's you shouldn't be going in there and well, we didn't practice hand signals this week, so we had trouble getting the play. I don't want to hear that.
0: You had a whole six days. Now, granted, you get your day off on Monday. But if you lost, you're only getting Monday. And I am not probably won't even give you all of Monday. We're still doing a walkthrough or something. You're going to do film study Monday night. And wait, we're going to be on here. a conference call.
1: Here's the thing right now. Right now, once camp start, th- these type of things should already be implemented. Mm-hmm. Okay, you should have basic hand signals down cause, because you never know when the headset's going to go out. You could be home, mm-hmm. and, and the headset's going to go out. You know, you, you just have basic signals down, or you have, you know, h- however you're going to do it. You go, you get the, you know, the quarterback calling certain plays or whatever. You know, it's um you, you, you get frustrated talking about them doing basic things, but it just sometimes you look and it's it just seems like sometimes those things are missing. And and that's my that's my thing with Jay Gruden. It, it is, I know he has a lot of question marks on offense. Okay. The defense is going to get the test week one. Kerrigan on one side, Sweat on the other, Collins in the in the in the secondary. So we're mm-hmm. gonna see if they can get to Carson Wentz. They they're getting tested out the break. Okay, and then the offense is going to get tested to Whoever's behind center, can you move this ball? Because we saw an abysmal offense last season after Alex Smith went down. Agreed. You know, and it wasn't too it wasn't too pretty when he was in there. It was just okay. It wasn't nothing where you were like, man, Redskins coming to town. You know, they 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 could put forty up. And it, that's, that wasn't the team. So.
0: And then you know something else that need to be done? What's that? Eric Flowers need to be dropped off at Joe Bugle House.
1: Oh man, I don't think that would help. Uh,
0: bugle has gotta help. <laughs> he gotta do something.
1: I, I don't even think that would help, man. I, I think I think the, the right thing for that to do is to cut that. Cut your losses.
0: Hey. And the
1: sad thing the sad thing is somebody else will pick him up.
0: Yep. He gonna keep constantly having a job. Which is crazy. But anyway, what's next, KG? Uh, you want to take a break or you want to go ahead and jump into Redskins Nostalgia?
1: I'll go ahead and Redskins Nostalgia because you're the, you the leader on that.
0: All right. Now, you know, every week we, we we do Redskins Perspective. We I pick a year, just a random year. Not always a good year, not always a bad year, but just pick a year, put in a time capsule. Here's your Redskins Nostalgia for this week. The 1982 Washington Redskins. Now, this is a strike-shortened season, only nine games, but uh, this was one of the teams that made the Redskins even more popular in DC. It just it set them on the map. Put it that way. Uh, second season of Joe, you know? I'm sorry. Yeah, second season of Joe Gibbs. They were eight and eight the previous season were are 0-5 starting out in 81. And then they, all of a sudden, but at 0-5, they were leading in all offense statistical categories. One of the best offenses, but couldn't beat anybody. So come in the next year, they go 0 and 4 in the preseason. 0 and 4. No team has ever won a Super Bowl going 0-4 in the preseason. Only two teams have made the pre uh the, the Super Bowl. At 0-4 in the preseason, that's the 1990 Buffalo Bills and the 2000 New York Giants. All right, so going into the season, uh, first two games, wins over the Philadelphia Eagles on the road, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wins. Then the strike hit, so you missed, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, to be quite honest. But one was postponed. That was a game against St. Louis Cardinals. When they came back after that, they rolled one loss all season. That was to the Dallas Cowboys. Redskins were the number one seed in the NFC with an 8 and 1 record. Then came the playoffs. The first round, played the Lions, went 131 7. He had RFK, and that's when we were playing at RFK. 54,000 maniacs outside. Second round was the Vikings 21 to 7. And at the end of that game, the state that's when you see the video of the stadium rocking and you hear the we want Dallas chance. That's where it came from. That stadium literally rocked. We want Dallas. And you know, if you lived in that neighborhood, you grew up in that neighborhood, you knew when the Redskins scored because your windows were rattled. That's how loud it was. They go on to the NFC championship game. That was the famous play where uh, they knocked Danny White out of the game. Gary Hogaboom comes in and starts moving the offense. Then all of a sudden, Dexter Manley gets the rush, tips the ball in the air. Daryl Grant picks it off, takes it back for a touchdown. Place goes crazy. Then they face the Miami Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Seventeen, rematch of a Super Bowl from 10 years earlier. And... The Redskins came out a little slow but one famous play in Redskin history. 70 chip. And the full call of that is goal line I wing 70 chip. Basic short yardage play. Nobody knew that Rigo, the diesel would take it 43 yards and put the Redskins ahead for good.
1: Just off the top of your head. What's what we're as far as best plays in Redskins history? Where, where that
0: has that? to be top three. I had to okay. put that in the top three. Um, fair. fair. With this team, uh John Riggins, who was thirty three at the time, he came into before the Lions game. They say he went to Joe Bugle office, and he said, "Look, give me the ball." I'm ready to bust loose. Bugs told him to go. Hey, go see the man. Said he goes in Gibbs' office. He says, "Give me the ball. I'm ready to go. John Riggins barely averaged three yards a carry that season. He had one of the most impressive playoff runs ever. Let me let me let me let me see where we at. Uh, of course, I ain't. down don't have the stats up, but. He ran for, he ran through the Lions, he ran through Minnesota, and he ran through the Cowboys. Then he went to win on win Super Bowl MVP by running through the Dolphins. And that was the first year of the Hogs. And the original Hogs were George Stark and Joe Jacoby as your tackles, Mark May and Russ Grimm as your guards, Jeff Bosick your center. Those were your hogs. And then also you had the secondary, the bald eagles. Uh You had the Pearl Harbor crew. Then you had the fun bunch. And oh, let me not forget. Okay. When you talk about the hogs, you got to talk about Doc Walker and Don Warren. They were a part of the hogs too. But then you had the fun bunch was all the receivers: was Charlie Brown, Alvin Gary, Art Monk, Virgil Say. Uh, Doc Walker, Don Warren, all those guys. That was the fun bunch. That was the high fives in the in the in the end zone, which got outlawed two years later.
1: I'm getting your I'm getting your stats. 25 for uh, I was I think it was one night. Hold on. It's the second. Oh, second game, second round, 37 attempts, 185 for Rigged Riggo. Okay, we go to the Cowboy game. And we're looking at he had 36 attempts for 140. Okay, look. You know why I laugh? Because if you give the ball to any of these running backs nowadays for 30 back-to-back, 30-plus carries, you can go ahead and put them Mm -hmm. on IR. Super Bowl, 38 for 166. Mm Mm-hmm. He went three straight – I'm trying to get back to the first round because I don't think he had 30 carries in the first round. I just looked at it. You had to bear with me because my memory is just not that great anymore because I said – I looked at it. I saw oh, I remember that. And I looked I was like, no. He had 25 for 119. I was right. 25 for 119. No touchdowns in the Lions game. So and, – And then Thiesman went for 14 for 19, 210. Three touchdowns, no picks.
0: This team was a, I'm not going to say super team, but you had players like Joe Theismann. Uh, The MVP of the season was a kicker, Mark Mosley, only special teamer to ever win MVP. Straight on, Mark Mosley. You had Monty Coleman on this team who went to be a stalwart at linebacker for the Redskins. Uh. Who else do we have? Mark Murphy, who, if let me see, is he still a GM in, in Green Bay? I'm sorry. He's the president and CEO for the Green Bay Packers, Mark Murphy. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the best kick returners to ever play the game, who doesn't get a lot of credit, Mike Nelms was on his team. Uh, like I said, Don Warren, Rick Walker, Doc. Uh, Art Monk didn't play in the Super Bowl. He had a stress fracture in his foot. That's where the fun bunch came in at and they had their jump for. It was to uh, honor Art Monk. You had Joe Washington at running back. John Riggins. Uh, Otis Wansley at fullback. You had, of course, the aforementioned Daryl Grant, Dexter Manley. You had guys that could play. And this team came back the following season, went to the Super Bowl. Won, uh, they set the record for most points in the season that was broken by the 98 vikings if i'm not mistaken but it stood for 15 years before it was broken 544 points in, the, in a season i believe it was hmm. but either way 82 they brought home the championship and hey as the rest as they say the rest was history that it
1: was that hey man I think we've we've burned up enough time on the airways tonight. Yeah.
0: We'll go ahead and jump but, on out of here.
1: Yeah, we get out of here. Join us next week. We put another Redskins perspective out with all the latest news and uh, breaking it down how we see it. And, um, and I hope you join us. If you like it, please, you know, shoot us a, a email, tweet, Instagram. Definitely share it and uh you know that's it for now
0: good night and god bless peace out this has been another sideline junkies production sponsored by anchor fm for any questions comments or even if you have a show idea you can always email the fellas sideline junkies 24/7 at gmail.com Junkies out